0: Everybody, Steve Politi from NJ Advanced Media here with the yet-to-be-named Rutgers podcast. maybe that's the name of the podcast, the 1-0 This Week podcast, baby. I love it. Rutgers is 1-0 for the first time in a couple of years with a nice victory over Texas State, 35-7. I am joined, as always, by Keith Sargent, the least favorite of the three of us by far right now. We'll (laughs) discuss that later. And James Cratch, who, his popularity, he's got to do something soon because the fan base really seems to like him, and that's going to piss us off before the end of the season. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about, so let's get right to it. You know, I think this is what you wanted to see from Rutgers. You wanted to see some offensive competence. You wanted to make sure uh, that, you know, you wanted to see defensive dominance. And most of all, of course, you wanted to see the freshman quarterback play. And, and Kratz, you've seen him throughout camp. You know Art Zakowski, You knew he was going to be the guy. You knew he had NFL tools. I mean, what, what impressed you the most from this performance overall?
1: I thought the fact that, when he did make a mistake, and look, he made several of them. He bowed his neck. He disca- you know, Jonathan Hilleman told me uh, when he threw the, inter- the first interception, I believe, which was after the really nice throw in the back of the end zone to Jerome Washington that was negated by a penalty, I guess Hilleman said something to Art. About the protection and art was like I don't know what you're talking about. Like he had, like literally had forgotten the play. <laughs> right. And Hillman's like, okay, this guy's really taking the short-term wow, memory that's thing great to a, to a new length here. Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought was the, the big key. Is, yes, he made he threw three picks. Uh, he should have probably had five, I think, to be honest with you. Bo Melton made that nice play yep. breaking up the pass in the first quarter. I think in the second quarter. He tried to kind of teardrop yeah, the screen over to and The guy from Texas – I mean, look, Texas State had no interception since October of 2016 coming to today. They matched their total for the past two seasons today. So, wow. I mean, there were some mistakes made. But I thought the way he kind of bounced back from those mistakes, moved on – and after every interception, he made a big play soon after, right. so I thought it was uh, it was uneven. I would say that's the best way to characterize yeah.
0: his which is what you'd expect, right I mean yeah I,
2: I
1: would agree with that and he we,
2: we kind of talked about post game. I think he just acted like you know mature beyond his uh, Rutgers fans yeah. are going to love this kid, I mean right, right. You, know, you know just he's, he's really, really sharp with the media, and he uh, said all the right things, talked about. You know, just forgetting the the, the turnover. He, I think you asked him at one point about the uh, getting hit when he slid, and uh, the, the, he said he didn't even remember it. He just like just yeah, he smiled and left. Yeah. yeah, he's
0: he's he's an NFL. He might not be an NFL quarterback, but he's an NFL quarterback in far as dealing with the media. Yep. Oh. He looks like it. He he speaks with confidence. He's polished. He's funny. He's you know, I mean, when you see him, you're just like, oh, like that. There there's your quarterback. Well, right? That's what like, Mcnulty was, said. He's
2: yeah. what Mcnulty said in training camp, and you know, we we kind of use the quote over and over again, Rutgers fans might be tired of it, but like he said, you can almost like see you see a guy he throws a, a rock across the pond and you know that's your guy. Right, right. And it speaks to not only the way he throws yeah. mechanically and everything, but you know, just the way he presents himself. Yeah. And John McNulty
0: another and that's you know, he's a guy also who came out looking pretty good today. And they might get look, they might get shut out against Ohio State next week. We'll we'll preview that game in full in a minute. But, you know, at least you saw an offense that had a you know it was a college offense. It was there was a plan. There was a you know they were they were getting the ball to their playmakers in space. They were they were involving you know six seven eight nine different different guys you know giving them a chance to get, get touches. It was really I mean unlike last year where the entire goal of the offense for 12 games was to keep the defense off the field, and keep the score close. I mean at least it looked like a college offense. They were trying to score. It's
2: amazing how far we've come because for for the longest time and maybe late in the Kyle Flood era, people were like, oh my God, can you can you get uh, an offense that is looks like college football today with the right. spread and everything. And then they tried that yeah, they the did personnel didn't, it. they didn't have the right quarterback. No, they, did not. they didn't, you know, pr- the you know, they didn't really have the right personnel. So uh, it failed miserably. And credit to Chris Ash, because he talked a lot about being a spread guy. And then he adapted because, you know, one thing about John McNulty, he is not a spread guy. He's pro style. No. Lots of players in motion. They're going, you know, quarterback under center, right. um, play action really was yes. effective. So, you know, you got to you got to say that that was what right. you know an NFL pro style offense looks like.
1: And what I thought was really striking to me was he had a beautiful game plan to get Art eased into the game. Yeah. Short throws. Yeah. Now we we talked about you know I I wrote a lot. is gonna be a 15 to 20 touch a game guy. I don't think fans some fans believed it. He had 22 today counting yeah. special teams. Right,
0: 15 runs and seven catches.
1: They're gonna ride him. But I thought the way yes Art made mistakes but. It was short throws. There was a rhythm. Right. You know they were making plays. They run here, pass here. I thought he had a very well-designed game.
2: I thought about it afterward too, because he had to pick six. And was, what was the first play after that? A, a, a pass. Yeah. Give yes. him some confidence. Oh, you didn't just like say, you know what? Um, I'm going to run the ball three times. You know, and 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 you didn't shy. You gave him the confidence and. You know, 13-play drive, mm-hmm. and they and it and leaves them down the field for a touchdown. That's another thing,
1: too. I mean, John McNulty has stressed big plays. You know, said, I hope we could have some long drives, but right. I don't know if it's going to happen every time. I think they had they had two drives over yeah. five minutes, 13, 11, and 8. I mean, yeah. they moved the ball consistently. I mean, granted, it's Texas State. Great.
0: but As always, that's those are the four important words. Uh, also, it's Texas State, but it was a shutout. I mean, the, you it, was. Know, it was a pick six. The offense or the defense did not allow a touchdown and scored a touchdown. You know, so that was a, a really solid performance defensively. Even then, a lot of missed tackles, yeah. uh, a couple of key, one key injury, one scary moment. Uh, you know, when Bless Austin left the game, you're like, all right, well, that's their that's their best player. And he was playing really well in this game. He had, he had a sack. He had, you know, you know, he was a tackle for loss. He just looked like, he looked like he did early last season. And it was scary to see him limp off. But then... You know, to lose any depth on the defensive line is devastating.
1: No, I mean, T1 Mason looked ugly on the replay. Uh, Chris Ash said he believes it's a fracture. It's a long-term injury. Uh, I would assume his season is probably over. Uh, That's a big blow for them because they don't have a lot of depth at Jack defensive end to begin with Mm because, obviously, Onyetchi is one of the guys who's still in limbo with, with the credit card situation. Uh, we've talked about defensive line depth being concerned all year long. Now they lose him. Mason had a really strong training camp. You know, Ellen Loomer had a tremendous game. I'm sure we'll get to him in a second. But now they're down another guy that, and that's a kind of a unique spot. They have defensive ends, but do they have guys who can play that jack that has to cover and rush.
2: I'll say right. one more thing, too. When um, I mean Rutgers fans are going to say, well, you know, Texas State, you, you kind of alluded to that, too. But it's kind of what Power Five teams are supposed to do. I went back. 2016 was the last time Rutgers was over 500, and they were two and one that year because they beat you know an FCS team and then New Mexico. But
1: you know for the last couple of years
2: they've been opening with Washington, right. yeah. and it's been brutal. This is what you know you're supposed to do. You're supposed to fatten up a little bit, you know, in week one. Right, won. right,
0: absolutely. Uh, all right. So, and uh, you know, I, if you're looking also for defensive stars. I think there are a couple of guys who stood out. I mean, it looked like a young uh, Kamoko Ture out there and uh, Elorn Lumar. Is that cr- pronounced? Ellen c- Loomer, I believe it is. Ellen Loomer. I like it. Loomer sounds, sounds fancy. Yeah. Uh, but he was active. I mean, they really had a couple of guys. Tverdov had a,
2: a, sack. Yeah, had a sack. Every time in the past. It just, yeah, it just rem- it reminds me how old I am because he do- I mean, it just <laughs> looks like his brother. I mean, <laughs> even the hair and everything, it looks like his brother. You'll
0: be here covering Tverdov's son someday. <laughs> All right, let's go right into True or False. You guys ready? You know how this works? Of course. I've got a lot of good ones for True or False this week. Uh, number one True or False. Chris Ash can and will make changes on the offensive line. True or false?
2: False
1: and false.
2: False can and make. he can't and he won't. True or false? Uh, what's the timeline on it? I'll say We're true. I'll say true. We're going to talk about it. the offensive line was, yeah. was yes, not I'll good.
0: I'll say true. It, okay. Uh, true or false? Uh, Art Sikowski won't make it through the season if this team doesn't block better. True or false?
1: True. Yeah.
0: He got hit a bunch today. True. Uh, true or false, is going to have a monster season in this offense. True or false? True. True. I mean, look looked like it today, but we have to see better competition, obviously. Yep. Uh, true or false, the special team issues, and there are plenty of them, are one-game aberration. True or
2: false? False. Yeah. False. That's got a, lot I, of, a lot of young kids, a lot of youth. Yep.
0: True or false, the receivers are still a big concern. True. False. You think false? All right, we'll get to that one to talk about that. Uh, true or false? Michigan State suddenly looks like a winnable game after narrowly, narrowly beating Utah State.
2: True or false? False. <laughs> false. I, I hate, I, I'm not one, of them, especially in week one. They'll play a
1: few. I either. mean, yeah. Utah New- State
2: <laughs> is a bullshit. And I got <laughs> no, Northwestern that whole while well, they struggled against so. Purdue. Well, they played a big 10 opponent right. in week one. And when Flayton
0: was in the on the game. road, Northwestern looked
1: pretty yeah. darn good. True
0: or false, Penn State suddenly looks like a winnable <laughs> game. Tied at halftime with Appalachian State
1: 10-10. They must be so uh, tight. Uh, Happy Valley <laughs> it's right got to be false. Mich- they know Michigan. Right. It's, it's, the ghost is there.
0: I'm giving you both a false there. Okay, uh, true or false, Ohio State just scored again. True. <laughs> yeah, true. It just happened. True. Uh true or false the crowd was actually better than you expected? True or false?
2: <laughs> false. The student section was very good. Yes, I,
1: very very good. They were excellent. I was actually very surprised about how many students were here. Right. I looked over in the second yeah. sorry the second half I was like, wow, you know I will say this and, and they were into it too.
2: And I, well, I know we'll get to it later but I was getting some tweets, and, and maybe we'll talk about it like during the week if people want to you know, tweet me during the week, um, but it, sa- it looked like it, it was tougher than normal to get into the stadium. Yes, uh, I yes. think a lot of, Got a had lot of some, tweets like had some security right. issues. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do some uh, digging uh, on it and try to uh, follow up on it. Well, that. we're going to talk
0: about it right now. As we do always, we have the Big Ten fan base we pissed off this week. It's a weekly feature for us. And this week, the, the song is going to sound familiar. Yes, that is the Rutgers fan song, and when I say when I say the Big Ten fan base, we pissed off this week. I'm using the royal we <laughs> in that sense because Cretch and I, we're just doing our jobs here, guys. We're we're we we're, we're, we're doing we're talking about football. We're we're covering things we want. Football guy, and sometimes you have a guy. Sometimes you have a guy on the team who's just a bad guy, like Sarge. And on game day, on game day, uh, he has to drop, he has to drop these two stories about how the crowd's gonna suck and how it's getting worse, and it's and it's raining and it's cold and it's they're gonna be the this way the rest of your life. That's what you had to you had to drop like a little negativity come down here and and I love you this is not a tweet but we don't have any mean tweets but we have a mean email today I you show me an email yeah. your email said and this is a quote from from a reader nice article dick <laughs> And I thought you should have responded, sir, I appreciate the kind words. My name is not Richard, though. It's actually Keith. That would have been funny. But all right. So let's go through what you wrote. I mean, it's, it's – and this is – take it to the entire story because yeah. obviously there's a reason why this story appears on game day. It's yeah. not your doing. <laughs> it's
2: not. I mean, I we put in a request about two 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 and a half weeks ago. Um, I think it was August 15th. Um, and I told everyone going going into it, I would love to do the story – August 16th, August 20th, August 24th, whatever. I didn't want to do a game day, right I, I had one day off the entire month. It's not about me. I had one day <laughs> off that I actually earmarked to, to have the Friday before game day take off. I got the numbers at 11 a.m. Uh, we all you know I, I, we had to do the story before, beforehand. It made no sense to do the story after the game. It made no sense to, to do it. Right. The Wall Street Journal did the same type type of story from a national perspective on Thursday. Same type of numbers, same same type of story. Where Rutgers ranked in that? Um, like you know, you look around the country. You know, uh, uh, Orlando Sentinel, uh, right. uh, you know, paper that covers Lexington, the Hartford Current. This is an com thing. No. This is something that a lot of yes. people are talking. We get we get it all the time. Like what what's the crowd going to be like? Yes. What's the season tickets? The last thing I wanted to do was pee in the Cheerios of of, of Rutgers fans on game day. It was just one of those things yeah. where we got right. the numbers on, on Friday yeah. at like 12 o'clock. I talked to Pat Hobbs. I wanted to, you know, dive into him a little bit. I was up at five, 530 in the morning, you know, banging at that story. So it was the right. last thing I want to do was. To yeah,
0: and it's, it's, it's it's intentional in a lot of ways, too. When you release something on a Friday kind of news dump. So that's on Rutgers, too. The request again. This is not a hard, complicated, you know, this is a number they have. And it's and Pat Hobbs wasn't mad. I mean, it's the facts. It was thirty one thousand season tickets. You know, in, in, 2015. in 2015, it's now 22 in change. Yeah, 22, 22 and change. change. And, and in fairness, that's a big—that's a big
2: drop. It is. And here's the thing, and we're going to do some follow-up reporting because it is a big deal. Because it is a big deal. Uh, you know, the money that they're—you they're, know—that they're losing, that they're the deficit that they have is attributable to yes. season ticket sales, and that number, the bottom line, is is going down every year. So it, it is an important story, but I will keep in uh, keep in perspective is. It's tough. When you look at the secondary market, StubHub yeah. and all the different, you know, I was looking at on game day like I'd tickets for like seven dollars. Of course, you know, yeah. for a lower level, a really good seats. So, I mean, it's really tough when you when you right. you have to make that commitment back in February. Uh, you know, shell yes. out that type of money around the holidays or whatever, and you know have to uh, tie a uh, non-deductible now because of you know the the new yeah you know mm-hmm. uh, it, it, a seat gift to it. As, I, I I'm not blaming Rutgers fans. Right. You know, it, it's it's one of those yeah. things. And it's not, not just Rutgers. It's a national trend yep. that, uh, you know, it's tough. I mean, schools are, are you know, and... and yeah, you know, and in a lot of ways, it's a lot easier and better to, to watch a game on TV. Sometimes I, I talked
0: to a longtime fan outside the stadium, and he said he gave up his season tickets for that exact reason yeah. because you can get you, you can get them for free, yep. and that's a big that's a really interesting dilemma they have because they do not want the stadium to look empty on TV, but the more tickets you give away, the more fans expect free tickets, and you can't
2: do it because uh, I'll give you a little inside. <laughs> Like, Graciano was doing that in, like, the mid-2000s. And he d- was doing it for a couple of reasons, because he wanted to expand the stadium, so he wanted yeah. to, to to get – and it was good for recruiting, because the last thing that you want to do is mm-hmm. have 18,000 fans, you know, in a 40 – at the time, it was 42,000-seat stadium. So right. he, they were giving – it got to be, like, Thursday of a game week, and they were just giving away tickets, like, <laughs> you know, in Piscataway, New Brunswick, yeah. anyone on the street. And then, you know, in turn, like, the, you know, season ticket holders – knew it and they were just irate about it because why are we spending these tickets when you're giving all uh, you know so you can't really do that the one thing that they are doing well from a marketing standpoint is they are trying to do a lot more incentives where if you're a season ticket holder you're going to get discounts on you know this you're going to you know you're going you're getting more benefits with it yeah so i will say that
0: all right so this is the point now this is when i'm going to finally make the fan base hate you because you, Cratch, you now you have an opinion on this about, I mean, about the crowd today. Just go ahead. Right. I mean,
1: look at the end of the day. Like, I don't understand why people get so upset about stories like this. Because this is not like you know, if you don't want, you know, if you don't want media outlets to report that you're not going to games as fans, there's a really simple way to fix that. <laughs> you show up at the game. Because right. that's why I saying like, so many people get so upset and vitriolic, you know, about this story. And they're like, but uh, I'm not going to buy a season tickets, but I can get it for seven bucks on StubHub. Yeah, right, or right. I got my kid's soccer game. Or I got this. <laughs> it's like, just come to the game. I mean, this is what I'll say. If you look at the history of college football, yeah, one of the teams is behind us playing on TV. It's Iowa. Every kind of cellar-dwelling program that ever kind of built itself up to national prominence started in the same place. They had 50,000-plus butts in the seats when they stunk. My alma mater, South Carolina, they were putting 80,000 people in the stadium when they were winless. That's a great point. Okay, It it lays the foundation. So then when you kind of get the momentum going – then it's like, oh, the people are here. More people want to come. And then it kind of carries over. The recruits come. right? You know, I mean, the last thing, sa- like, it, r- r- Rutgers fans want to happen. And in the way it's trending, it could seem possible is what, and, and yes, you know, what happens if the stadium's two-thirds full when Penn State comes here and Rutgers upsets and it's been. them? Yeah, yeah. Like, what is that going to look like, uh-huh. you know? Like, yeah. you know, all of a sudden, like, yep. that's the thing. Like, you got to buy in at some point. Especially, right. I know it's Labor Day weekend, but, you know, just come to the game. Were you, I were you alarmed
2: by the numbers when you saw, like, Ohio State? I mean, I, the, the, you know, they're down in the low 20s, but then Ohio State was like 33,000. I was mean, like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. It's just, I was... Surprised by him.
0: It is surprising. absolutely. That was I would, that, those those turnstile numbers were jarring to me. I was surprised it was low as as you said thirty three thousand and, 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 and records.
2: Yeah. And I did get into it, um, and I couldn't get anyone on the record on it. But you know, I heard from a couple of different people that uh, they had an issue with their scanner. Yeah. So one example that I had was you know Seton Hall records a year ago basketball uh, the scan uh, tick uh, was fifty five hundred, and there anyone who was
1: there knew it was like eighty five hundred. So that's uh yeah that's I, a weird that's a weird excuse. I would but. mention like you know we apparently there were issues with the bag policy and getting in. <laughs> yeah, well, it's hard to get course, here. It's, it's hard are to get here too,
0: especially on this, the traffic. And oh the traffic. Yeah, yeah there's no train.
1: You know this is not a friendly that, place to go. Yeah, there's definitely some issues. I I would just say the one thing I would say about that is it's definitely on Rutgers, but at the same time, when you have all these people who are here. We're waiting until five minutes before kickoff. You know you're gonna right. have these jams. No, I just think at some point, I think fans have yes. to realize: okay, if I want the program to grow, if I want it to get good, and I, this is very difficult, and yes. it's far, it's not my money. Like, are, do, at some point, do you need to invest? Even if it's a partial season ticket package, make sure you're giving them some money I agree. before you buy for on stubble. I agree to an bucks.
0: extent. I think part of the problem is the the last two years have just been, you're, you're paying for 78 nothing. you're paying for some games that are just bad. And the other part of it is the current student the students who are here now, are not yet in that position. Like I, this, I think this is going to be a better crowd in the future, just because twelve thousand students come. Yeah, so those kids leaving years, now, yeah. this is part of their lives. Going to these games, they're going to go out. They're going to get have families, get, get, get kids, and buy tickets eventually. I think that's going to help. So but,
1: twenty, thirty, Steve Polidic is going to be like, wow. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, look at I this. think this is a good Rutgers crowd. has to stay on the <laughs> students though too, because yeah. so a lot of these kids were probably freshmen. Right. They just moved to campus. Oh my God, i you know I, I can speak musically. College football. This is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Well, then you got to make sure they show up when Buffalo comes. and
0: Chris Ash very carefully when he praised when he talked. He they don't bring statements, Praise the students, not the crowd. The students, and that, I think that's pretty. Telling. It
1: was smart. All right,
0: let's move on to we got Ohio State preview, and
1: we got to talk about the offensive line.
0: Do we? Oh yeah. Let's go back to that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's. Um, it 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 clearly was.
1: Yes, I mean, the right issues. side
0: of the line was a big problem. Yes. And Art was getting hit, and he was getting hit in his face. So that's, that's what you see. I
1: think it, it's tough right now. I think Mike Lonsdorf, is, his status going forward is going to be big. Obviously, he didn't play. He got banged up. Some sort of leg injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, A.J. Blasik said you know, he's getting there. I think they need him because he's the left guard, which obviously Nick Crimin is listed on the depth chart as the backup right guard. But he... Moved to, played at left guard this week. He's obviously clearly their third best guard. You get Lonsdorf back in there, then one, I think, if there's an issue, maybe they can bump Jonah Jackson in the center if they think there's some heat coming up the middle. That makes the line stronger, potentially. But the biggest thing is Lonsdorf is the backup left tackle. And we saw Tariq Cole limping yeah. around a little bit. It's clear that he's going to have to fight through something, and he might be able to do that. But if he can't go at some point, do you really want Raquan O'Neal or Reggie Sutton, both true freshmen, playing Ohio Raekwon State. Raekwon
2: O'Neal is interesting because he had a really good spring and it just seemed like he's a, been a guy who, you know, he was injured he played, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but but he played again today yeah. and I could see him making a push in like maybe week four or a type of guy where pushing Kamal Seymour. Yeah. I just, I just,
1: you don't want him against Joey Bosa. No. Or not, I of course did it for the first time. First time, I know, I'm sure I'll do it a lot this week. Nick Bosa, Nick you Bosa. don't want that matchup next week as much as you can avoid it. <clears throat> is there?
0: Is this where it comes down to recruiting? And I know they they had a they had a four or five star guy, Micah Clark, who has not materialized yet. They they still haven't had that 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 really killer offensive line recruitment. Is this is this just depth? I mean, if T-, T. Cole goes down, they're in big trouble.
2: There are only so many. I think you said this before. There are only so many six foot five, you know, three hundred athletic. Guys, human beings, Guys, yeah. human beings <laughs> that can play Big Ten football on the planet. Right. Um, you can. There are a lot of them, but to you know, it takes. Developing, yeah. and we are only in year three of you know the uh, of AJ Blazik. By all accounts, he's done a really good job, but yep. it does take some time to kind of develop those mm-hmm. types I of I think it's
1: one of those things where it's great that AJ Blazik can develop one or two offensive linemen, yeah. but you don't want to be in a situation where you're saying, Well, AJ basically had to develop four of these guys <laughs> right. from two star status to now.
0: Uh, yes, and all, and this is a good segue all the good five star offensive linemen. In Columbus, Ohio, apparently. Um, all right, so let's just let's talk about reasonable expectations here. The the games have been fifty something to three something, essentially in the in the last couple of years. You head into Columbus, true freshman quarterback. Uh, apparently, all of the off season stuff has, uh, not surprisingly, galvanized this team, which put up seventy seven on Oregon State. Oregon not, State's very bad. They're though. bad, but still. Very it's dead. not it's not, not Morgan yeah. State, it's they not, it's not Texas State, yeah. It's, yeah. A Pac-12, it's a fact it's a Pac twelve team. What are the reasonable expectations for this team going into Columbus? Okay,
2: reasonable expectation, I think, you know, if they're within thirty, twenty, you know, four touchdowns maybe. Yeah. And you know, it depends on how you get to that point. You know, is you know, midway through the third quarter, is it still like fourteen points or whatever? Is it, you know, do they just wear down late? Um, I think that would be, you know, satisfying. Um, I'm really fascinated by, and we'll probably write about it a couple of times, but McNulty versus Shiano. <laughs> I mean, think about like Greg I, I and people say it all the time. Anyone close to Greg talks about it all the time. If Greg could have gotten McNulty as his offensive coordinator instead of Mike Sullivan in his year one in in, in uh, Tampa Bay, yeah. because, you know, it was blocked. It was, right. you know, he, he was under contract in Arizona. It would have been a totally different uh, situation. I mean, they 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 really do respect each other, and I you know I think you know Greg knows McNulty really really well, and, and McNulty know, knows yes. Greg. That to me, more so. I know you know this is year three of Greg playing against uh, coaching against Rutgers, but this is far and away the most interesting matchup in my in my opinion.
1: Well, they get they scored seventy seven points. They gave up I think thirty one. Ohio State's defense against Oregon State, and they gave up several big plays. Yeah. My gut feeling is that – and I – I have John McNulty's fired up for this matchup, and I think that he's going to have some tricks, and you're going to see some creative things. I think as long as they can execute and protect a little bit, they're going to get at one or two over on Ohio State offense. I think they're going to score points this year. Yeah. But my big concern is that de- – I thought that Texas State offense was pretty sloppy. And I know they didn't give up any points as a defense, but there was a lot of poor tackling. There were some big runs that shouldn't have happened. I, I just, some p- bad penalties. I just wonder. I think Ohio State, they turned that into 21 nothing eight minutes in the game.
0: Yep. Well, give me this. If this would be a rousing success if Rutgers scores two touchdowns and doesn't give it 50 points. They could do those well, It was two 49 things.
1: 4914, I think, 49 and, ever, 14. and you're healthy, and you're getting, and out. healthy getting out. <laughs> it's
0: crazy, but that's where they are. That's where the two programs are. All right, so we've been doing this each week, the Name the Podcast segment. For some reason, I don't know why, I've been starting with a a game show theme song and trying to get Sarge to guess what it is. He missed his own one. He missed terribly last week. Because of that and because it's Texas State, I have selected a game show theme song That's a little easier. I think Sarge is going to get it. We'll find out. Starts up a little slow. Family Feud? Yes! (laughs) He did it! I knew you would. Family Feud. You're one and one. That was a layup right there. That was a layup. Come on. Uh, All right. So what's your? we had three. What did we do last week? We had three of them.
1: Yes. Yeah, so
2: can I
0: keep playing this or should well, I uh,
2: Well, first off, I'll we fade did out. have three, and I might get sued.
1: I'm a little worried about the lawsuit. Well, how about that, huh? The, yeah. The, right. The, if there was ever a nugget that proved there's too many Rutgers podcasts well, in yes, the world, there's already. it's already one Rutgers podcast coming up with a hypothetical new name. that... Is another podcast. We already, <laughs> already had the
0: name. Yes, so so, so so this is the story. Last week, Sarge <laughs> suggests quite instantly. Why don't we call it the R U we Screw Podcast? We're talking about the Rucker Screw. R U Screw Podcast? Kind of funny. Turns out, not only is there already our friends Adam Helfgott and Mike Vorkinov have have a podcast named. The RU crew, but I was the first guest on this this season on that RU Screw podcast.
1: Who knew? By the way, that was a great tweet. I, the name escapes me, but it was like Radio Row. It's like Rutgers podcast is interviewing other Rutgers. <laughs>
0: <Right. podcasters. laughs> it's gone. We're, eventually, it's like in Seattle, yeah. you have you have a Starbucks inside the Starbucks. Eventually, yeah, we're going to have a podcast recording inside our pod. There'll be a second podcast inside the podcast. That's how many podcasts okay. there so are. So last apparently.
1: week. 170 votes, moving on up on well, the it world. was
0: on 150 last Steve's
1: time. Steve's suggestion of Podscataway, which I kind of like, one with 37% of the vote. Mm-hmm. Night Court, which I had suggested, 34% of the vote. Are You Screwed Did Better, 29%, but obviously we have to throw those ballots right. out.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, right. That's good. I'm running out of ideas I, here. You can't.
0: It's week one. We've got 10 more weeks. You can't run out of ideas. All right, come on. Come on.
1: I'll get back to me. Oh. I'll go birthplace
2: banter. No, wait a minute. I have oh, oh. birthplace banter. A little alliteration. all right well I,
0: gotta, well, I had a birthplace theme one too, so I got to come up with something else now. I had birth, the birthplace pod. I was going to say.
2: Well, uh, mine's better. Banter.
0: Birthplace banter. All right, that's birthplace pretty. That's banter? not bad. Birth- alliteration. Banter. No, it's kind of it's kind of cheesy, but all right. Birthplace banter.
2: Oh, you i yeah. yeah. I'm not going
0: to kill your name because just because you haven't won, I've gotten two and zero here in the. the. All right, <laughs> birthplace banter. That's one. Cratch. <laughs> Cratch?
2: I mean, what the hell?
0: What the hell? <laughs> hell I don't get it.
2: Hell center?
1: Yeah.
0: What the hell? What? what is, so people know what the hell center is? I don't know, maybe but maybe that's p-
1: my idea. All right, oh. we're just getting one on the <laughs> okay. fairway Yeah, I mean, they're not all going to be winners. So <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: All right, so uh, <laughs> apparently not. Uh, all right, I'm going to call. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Bill Leggett's boys. William Leggett's Boys. Is that good? Pretty good. Willie, okay, Willie, Willie Leggett's. That'd
1: be a great bar name in, in New Brunswick. Willie Leggett. Will, Billy, you know, Willie or Billy, Billy Leggett?
0: Billy Leggett's. Well, come. All right. F- fine-tune that before you put it in the thing. Something Willie Leggett. Bill Leggett. Will Leggett. William Leggett. Yeah. I don't know. It's not really thought it through because you took my birthplace idea. All right. So there you go. Those are the three names. Anything else before we go? Any final thoughts? No. You're not going to Columbus, though. I'm not going to Columbus. No. The Giants season opener is one o'clock on Sunday. I'm gonna miss this one. I'll be watching on TV though. You guys got big plans? Where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna hang out?
1: I, I like I, I might be kind of like I got to keep a little profile in Columbus, you know. I I've tweeted some things that might get me in I, trouble. I, I remember
2: last time, you know, Politi. You know, if anyone listened to this, I think by now, you know, three years, I think we all get that Politi likes to, you know, eat well the night before a, a game right, and, 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 and yeah. go to a nice restaurant. We're not talking about friendlies like our, our former colleague used to <laughs> like to go to. He likes to get a nice, you know, steak and a you know glass of wine, and so I remember, and. I'm not trying to, you know, say that we spend a lot of money because it's the one night that we go and then Saturday we eat cheap and everything. But, you know, we eat pretty well that Friday, but it was a little bit more expensive than I was uh, used used to paying. And then afterward, we decided to go out to to like a local bar. I just remember going in and we all kind of felt guilty about, you know, so we're spending our, our own money on the beer. And the bartender, we said, what do you have on special? paps blue ribbon that's right and it was the first one i've had since college it was like
0: it was like a dollar 75 for a can of paps and i remember why i
2: haven't had it since college (laughs) but
1: (laughs) while we're in columbus i might make it like a tradition
0: you should that's a great stuff all right
1: (laughs) i've never had a paps blue ribbon
0: well here we go sarge
1: Well, time to take Kratz out
0: I will on these shows. I'll read a photo for,
2: for our loyal, yes. our loyal listener. Or, yeah, not plural. <laughs> there you go.
0: All right. Well, you guys have a great time. We'll be back here next week to recap that game, to preview the season, and to come up with finally a better podcast name. Steve Puliti, Keith Sargent, James Kratz, signing off. Thank you for listening.